Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Yeah. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Acri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. Well, I think the key for us is we've got to have explosive plays. And, you know, because they're going to, you know, they're going to have some we're going to have some runs that we're going to, you know, not make any yards on. I mean, schematically, they do so much. Uh, but they're a <clears throat> movement front, um, and they'll cross the center face with the nose, which is always something you have to be prepared for. <clears throat> but they're going to feel ABC. It's just they're all ABC blitzes and, uh, and D blitzes, and uh, they do them out of multiple fronts, so that makes them very difficult. Uh, they don't show them. Uh, particularly where we, we have a beat on what's coming. Uh, so our alignment going to have to play with their head up. We're going to have to block well on the perimeter and things of that nature. But they're just really aggressive. I would say uh, where Mississippi State uh, has become a very aggressive defense in a fire zone, a man zone principle, uh, that's what BYU uh, will deliver to us uh, Saturday night. Sam Pittman yesterday on the uh, SEC teleconference about the BYU defense. While the Razorbacks' offensive line has struggled, the Razorbacks' defensive line and the, and the run defense has been really good. Uh, they shut down in the second half. I mean, totally just shut down Kent State. So that's something positive for you guys and gals. Here's Coach Pittman on the rush defense. Well, we've had a lot of negative plays. You know, we've, you know, we've had a lot of sacks and we've had a lot of behind the line of scrimmage plays and those certainly go into the rushing department and they they help us and it's certainly part of the game uh but our defense you know we felt like we'd be pretty good on the d-line probably didn't play as well the first game as we did the second game and we raised a little more havoc in the second game but you know as long as our linebackers are making the fits off of those guys and tackling well which i felt like we tackled a little bit better week one than two then uh, we should have uh, a really good uh, rush defense. It's time to groove with Groovy with an all-time great Razorback quarterback. Takes it, cuts inside to the 10 to the 5, his score. Touchdown. Win Groovy, showing the great athletic ability, did it his way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst Quinn Groovy. Groovin' with Groovy is brought to you by Bell & Sward at 1011 Oak Street in Conway. From boots to suits, they have everything for the best-dressed man. Now, let's groove. Alright, let's bring him in, Quinn Grovey. Quinn, we got man, I gotta kinda just hit with a bunch of bricks in the first hour. I came out all positive, feeling good about BYU. We had a series of callers just very, very concerned about the offensive line. How concerned are you with this offensive line? Well, I'm not concerned. Uh, I, I think that they probably had not played the way that they wanted to play. Uh, and when I love the quote that Sam was just talking about, I mean, the, the stats, you know, incorporates a lot of things from a lost yardage perspective, but you haven't lost yardage play. So, like you said, that's a part of the game. I, you know, I, I, think, I think the biggest thing for me, and, I, and I've said it time and time again, you know, from an offensive line perspective, you want to be able to make sure you line up and run the football when the other team knows it. So Western Carolina really overcommitted. Kent State, I thought, won more battles individually without overcommitting. But, you know, I was really focused in on what are you doing in short yardage situations. You know, if it's third and one, can you get it? Uh, if you're in the goal line, can you turn and hand the ball to the back? 
and uh, move the football across the goal line. So those are the, those are the things, you know, so I, I'm still looking at the short yardage situations when you have to be able to run the football when people know you're going to be able to run the football. I say, that, I say all that to say Arkansas has not shown you the, the entire run game because to me, K.J. Jefferson is a huge part of the run game. And when you're trying to just beat teams, you know, with inside zone, outside zone, you know, G power, those types of runs with the running back, if the defense is overcommitting, then they, they've got a better chance of, of, of stopping you. You insert the run game of KJ, uh, reading somebody, doing an RPO, doing his own read, some option type stuff. Now people can't just tee off on you. They've got to play responsibility football whenever you start doing some of that stuff. So you can go from power to finesse really, really quickly. KJ is very important to the run game. And so I think from the word go on Saturday, he's going to be heavily involved. I said last week on the broadcast, he only had like one carry or two carries in the first half. Mm -hmm. And I said, if we're going to run the football effectively, we've got to get KJ involved. And I said, probably by the end of this game, he's going to end up with 13 or 14 carries. And uh, I mean, that's, that's exactly what he did. Uh, he had 13 carries. And so uh, I think you'll see the sweet spot for K.J. to make sure the run game is effective will be anywhere from 11 to 18 carries a game. You'd like to be on the lower side, of course, but uh, if you're in that wheelhouse, then I think that that's going to force the defense to play responsibility football, and then you're going to start seeing Rocket blast up the middle. You're going to start seeing A.J. do his thing because they're worried about so much on the field. Yeah, and I thought last week uh, they almost used it as a as an opportunity to work on something that they knew they needed to work on, yeah. and that was the run game. I didn't see some of the uh, the, the not, not creativity, but just some of the pass plays called early. There there were a lot of first down runs. Let me just say that. And and against Western Carolina, we saw them throwing a little bit more, and they didn't run it as much. And I felt like just looking back at the play sheet after watching the game, I just felt like they were running uh, predictable. And and I think they yeah. that's what they were like. You know what? We feel like we're going to win this game. We're going to get ahead and comfortable. We're going to get yeah. some things accomplished in this game. I think you're right about that. I think they're very intentional in trying to to uh, to run the football. And uh, and and, and I, we we saw in the first game that you know when when linebackers are coming up, KJ has the ability to throw the football right behind you. I mean, he's seeing the field extremely well. And so uh, the, I would be totally concerned if I didn't feel comfortable about KJ being able to connect in the passing game. And so I think all that comes together for you, Wes. And, and uh, so, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think that there was – they were very intentional in what they were trying to do with the run game. And then when things, you know, stayed a little tight, you know, they said, look, f let's figure this out. We'll figure this out later. Let's go ahead and get KJ this ball and let's figure out how we can hold on and get a win. Because it's a lot easier to figure things out 2-0 and o <laughs> than it is 1-1 one one or 0-2 <laughs> to 0-2 to, uh, to, to those teams. Actually, you go 0-2 to those teams, you probably don't get a chance to figure it out. <laughs> but, you know, that's, yeah. that's just kind of how it is nowadays. But you're 2-0, and um, and they're going to be excited. I don't know if they were really excited about last week. Uh, and that's the other thing I look at from, from this team. How mentally tough are they? And can they do what they need to do in games where they're supposed to take care of business? Now, I will say against Kent State, I thought, you know, from the word, the very first play, I, I could tell what they were getting ready to do. Once they completed that ball, that first pass, and they just stood over there and looked at the sideline, just, hey, we're about to milk this clock. Oh we're going to start milking the clock in the first quarter. And what that does to you, if you can't get them off the field, even if they're not scoring, if you can't get them off the field, what that does is it, there is a, 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 a tinge of, of, of not panic, but you start going, Frustration. I can't get them off the field. We're not blowing them out the way we want to. Fans are watching us. They expect us to blow them out. And all they're doing is holding on to the ball and milking the clock. Now, it's your job to get them off the field. But what they're doing is hoping that you do something aggressive where you leave somebody wide open because they know it's going to be very hard to go the length of the field on you defensively. They're trying to get you so frustrated, dinking and dunking, that you say, you know what, we're coming after you. And now we're going to throw one over your head. And so, but, so I, thought, I thought they resisted some urges last week. Uh, so I thought that that showed maturity. I thought they stuck to their knitting without getting too overly aggressive and too frustrated. 
Yeah, Arkansas had nine drives, nine total drives against Kent State. And one of yeah. those drives was at the end of the first half where they just took the knee. So that's eight full drives. Yeah. The last drive of the game it was the one where they milked off the last six minutes and five seconds. So, and they might have scored. You know, they could have scored on that drive if, if time didn't run out. But it, so you then think about it: seven full drives throughout the game, and mm. they scored three times. The defense scored one drive for them. So. Uh, three times, and maybe if they, you know, finish off the last drive of the game, they would have scored fifty percent of the time. And Kent State just—it was a good game plan to milk the clock, and then when yep. Arkansas couldn't get them off the field, that played into their hands. And <clears throat> that first half, it was just like, you know, it it speeds up the game, but in another way, it just slows it down. That feeling that you have <laughs> yeah. of like, oh That's my right. gosh, and that was the feeling, you know, yep. watching it and listening from uh, on to you guys, it was just like it. The stadium yep. was almost dead. Yeah, it was it was it was slow moving, and I would say Kent State was executing exactly the way they wanted to. And you know, now with the with the clock rolling, um, it, it is going to shorten some games. And it is and 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 if you run into a team that's going to have that strategy, yeah, it can make it very very frustrating. But um, you know, like I said, I thought that they resisted some urges right there. But look, I man, seven possessions in a game—that's not a lot. So you feel pressure to score. And, and that's what they were really trying to do to Arkansas. But I thought they handled it well and uh, got the win. And uh, now you move on, you turn the page, and get ready for a big one on Saturday. Uh, KJ did it to me again after the game. I felt like ah, he wasn't, uh, you know, at his best. And then I look up, and his numbers thirteen of six, uh, nineteen. He only had six incompletions, but I, I just felt like he was off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it felt like that definitely, um, but. You know he's been good with those those two receivers, Armstrong and Tesla. I mean they they've been very good. I can see chemistry building at a high level there. And um, but KJ is going to be all right. I think KJ, whenever he's running the ball, I think he's more effective doing everything else. I mean you know I I would say I was like that too as a quarterback. When you're involved and you're you're running, you feel better throwing. And so but KJ is he's solid man. He's going to be all right. <laughs> the one thing that he's going to have to do. Uh, is to be able to, and Sam hit it again. I mean, those chunk plays, they have not been able to have a whole lot of chunk plays out there, and they'll have to be able to come up with that. And hopefully they can get, you know, Satania involved and, and Broden involved as well to, to complement Tesla and Armstrong. He also had a moment where it scared the heck out of me, Quinn. I, and I know it was a safety that came up, but K.J. put his shoulder mm. down, and it was a violent collision. And, I, I mean, I yep. stopped what I was doing. I was like, is he going to get up? Is he okay? How's that shoulder? KJ got up and he was yep. nodding his head like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on. The safety never got up. Well, mm-hmm. not for a while. Uh, I, I, don't, yep. <laughs> I don't like seeing that. Uh, that's, the, that's your quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I said that on the broadcast, too, because he is so important to you. But KJ will tell you there are times where this offense maybe needs a spark. And he feels like he needs to deliver it. And, you know, he did it against Texas. He did it in his very first drive against Mississippi State when he first started playing. He ran a guy smooth over mm. as a freshman. And, and so he'll tell you, you know, sometimes this team may need a spark and I may need to give it to him. And that's why, you know, I'll run him over. I said, well, man, you look, <laughs> we need to have you on the field. We need, we need you on the field. And I was scared to death whenever he ran him over. Now, the little, the little safety coming up, he had to make a business decision. He, he should have took some PTO on that day because it, it was a bad decision running up take, t- tackling big fella like that. But that's what he does sometimes. He will do what it takes to get this team fired up. I would prefer him run out of bounds or get down and, 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 and hurt somebody's ego another way because he is so important to this football team. Quinn Grovey with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Big thanks to our friends at Bell & Sword. What do you think uh, of BYU? What are your thoughts on what we're going to see Saturday from them? Well, uh, offensively, you know, they got a quarterback that has played a lot of football, Keaton uh, Slovis, a uh, guy who played, started at USC, then went to Pittsburgh, and, and now is at BYU. And yeah, he's, a, he's a great player, but you also got to wonder why he's played for three schools. And so I don't know what that, what that reason is, but he's at BYU, and he is – he is slinging it at a high clip. He's completing 64% of his passes. Uh, so doing a very, very nice job. But 
the one thing I'm happy about is that Puka Nakua is not there. I'm glad he's in the pros on the Rams because he, uh, he was tough for us to deal with last year. They don't have a guy like that, but they've got a couple of guys in Chase Roberts, who's their leading receiver. He's, uh, he's uh, with 11 catches for 63 yards, and then Darius Lasseter. And then they've got a tight end, Isaac Rex, that is uh, contributing. But they've got three guys that really catch the majority of the balls. Um, the run game is very average, um, you know, and the defense, uh, they only got – Ten tackles for loss in the, for the entire season, one sack, but they are giving up 61 yards a game rushing. So we'll see if that's competition mm-hmm. uh, this week or or if that's really legit. So I'm I'm anxious to see how we respond. Uh, it's going to be a night game. Uh, it's going to be you know, there should be excitement in Fayetteville, and so there there shouldn't be any reason for this team to be not be jacked up. I think I read that Epps is supposed to be back this week for BYU, or they were hopeful that he returns, and he had a big game against Arkansas last year. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I think I really, th- I, I really think that this may be a better team than last year. I know they had the quarterback that was really good and, and Puka Nakua, but I think this may be a better team, and, and I'm saying that simply because of the, the defensive numbers. Uh, looking at the defensive numbers and what they've been able to do, it it feels like they're better on defense. And Sam talked about what their scheme and philosophy is going to be. So Arkansas is definitely going to have some challenges with that. But uh, yeah, Epps is is somebody that can help. Um, but it's a it's a situation where um, Arkansas is just going to have to be fundamentally sound. And running the football is going to be critical. I wouldn't want to set a, a yardage amount to it, but I think that's going to be critical to their success. Uh, but uh, BYU averaging 60 or keeping opponents to 61 yards a game, man, I think that that is that's really impressive. So I'm I'm anxious to see those two ships collide. What do you think of Arkansas's defense through two weeks? How how what kind of differences do you see with the new system in place after two games? I like I like what their defense is doing. Uh, I think the defensive front is doing a great job of of winning battles. I mean, you talk about averaging, you know, I mean, they basically are averaging. They got 21 tackles for loss. I mean, that's 10 a game. So they're creating penetration with that front four. They're doing a very nice job of of playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage. So I think that that helps. I think the linebackers have been really really good. I think they've been very active. I think they've done the right job in the run fits. I think they've tackled well. And then the one thing is, I think getting Al Walcott, uh, Singletary, I think you've upgraded in the secondary. Yeah. I think there has been a lot of. I hadn't seen many busted assignments, I'll say that, where people are, are running free in your secondary. And it seems like, I've seen a couple, but I hadn't seen like the droves that we had seen in the past. And it feels like that you've got a defender around a receiver every time. It feels like it's a catch and then a tackle. I mean, it's not a bunch of yak uh, after the catch. And so I think that those are the things that, I, that I'm seeing. for the, they, they, they may not be as aggressive from a sack standpoint, but they're creating penetration and creating lost yardage plays. The other thing is they're creating turnovers. They're creating turnovers and they're, and they're turning them into points. And when you've got a defense that can generate points for you, I mean, that one last week was big. I mean, Greer catches that ball, gets to the end zone, and when your offense is struggling, that just helps you out. And then they're also creating short fields for this for this offense. So uh, I think defensively, they're only going to get better. I think they're going to continue to get better and help this football team in a big way. I don't think we've talked enough about Greer's touchdown last week. That catch, I mean, that play yeah. he made, that was, that was phenomenal. It was really nice because he was coming on a blitz. Mm-hmm. He was coming on a blitz, and then he just kind of stopped and saw with the quarterback trying to, to, to throw the ball right behind him. And... Look, catching a hot ball coming at you yeah. like that, I mean, from that close, you've got to either be, <laughs> I mean, you've got to have some quick hands or that ball's just going to hit you right in the face. He caught that ball and snagged it and then knew what to do with, with it after that. So, yeah, that was a great play because when you're coming on a blitz, you decide to stop, stay in the passing lane and come up with an interception. And then you've got the, the, the mindset to catch it and get to the end zone. That's that's big stuff. So uh, I think he's such a huge addition. I think Jaheim Thomas has been great. I think Jaden Johnson is playing great at the safety position. Uh, you know, Brad Spence has done well at the linebacker position. I mean, Paul getting him back in full strength. They've got some players, man, on that defense, and uh, I think they really believe they can be a good unit. Yeah, I think this is uh, – I, I don't think it's anything like last year's game. 
you know, we're, what, 50 and 30, 80, almost 90 points combined. I think this is a uh, a lower scoring, you know, 24-14, 27-14, something like that kind of game. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. I I don't know. I You never know about these kind of games. And, and you know, last year was a shootout. Yeah. And the offense was clicking at a high level. Uh, this year, yeah, I mean, usually, like my man Matt Zimmerman says, it'll take a one-point win in three overtimes <laughs> if that's the case. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if it's – I don't know. What's the uh, over and under for this game? I don't even know what that is. I don't know if y'all know. Uh, I looked it up at one point on Oakland. I think it was like 47, I want to say, off the top of my head. Mm. So, yeah, we're looking at the 20s. We're looking at the 20s for sure. At least Vegas is thinking that. So, I don't, I don't disagree with them too often. Yeah, over under on ESPN says 47 and a half. Okay. Good memory, Wes. Yeah, good job. Thanks. Uh, Oakland has it at 47 right now. Uh, Quinn, uh, special team. Let me go back to Satania. I like what we see. Love what we see out of him. Kick return, punt return. But I uh, saw that on the – he had 11 plays offensively. Is it just Wilson that's getting his – or was it the – you know, and then I looked. Arkansas only had 64 snaps, and we know that last drive was 11 drives and just all runs. So I don't know how many three wide receiver, you know, sets they had on that last drive. And maybe the opportunities just weren't there, and neither he nor Wilson played a lot in this game. Uh, But I'd like to see Satania a little bit more on offense. Just because of the uh, explosiveness, you were talking about chunk plays, I think he can bring that. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, uh, I mean, first of all, talking about him on special teams, you can see the confidence has just grown with him. Like, he is hungry to go catch the ball. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. on those punts, he's going after it. The kickoff, if it's five, six yards deep, he's bringing it out. And Scott Fountain believes that he is a guy that can be an offensive weapon for you on special teams. They, I mean, you know, Sam said it. In, in preseason, they found this is the first time in his career where they've done live kick return and punt return. You only do that because you practice it because you believe you have an opportunity to create either points or field position. And, and so it feels like they're going to be much better in the kick return game with him. But you're right. I mean, to, to create some of those explosive plays, you know, you feel like he has to, to be a part of it. But the other point you made, too, which I think is spot on, is the fact they ran a bunch of 12 personnel in the second half. They had a couple of two tight ends out there. I mean, backs and... And, uh, I mean, yeah, excuse me, Haas and, and uh, Francis Sherman. So um, having them out there a lot keeps that third receiver off the field. But, um, yeah, he's got to help you out, especially stretching the field, because what he can be is what we call a coverage dictator. You know, even if he's not getting the ball, you better know where he's at, because if somebody's up on him, he's going to run past them. You may have to always keep a safety over the top. And as a quarterback, knowing – where that safety has to align gives you an opportunity to really diagnose and, and understand pre-snap what the defense is trying to do to you. I said Arkansas ran only 64 plays. Do you know how many plays Kent State ran? How many? 53. Mm. <laughs> the defense, they were like, uh, let's go play another game. <laughs> 53 <laughs> snaps for Kent State. That, that, you know, and mm. I bet the majority of those were in the first half. Probably so. I mean... It's crazy. I mean, how short these games are starting to get, which, I mean, I think I like. I mean, I think I understand why they're changing rules because how many times do you you get home and you want to watch a game and that, that the game on the, the game that was on before is still on. Yeah. Now you got to go to ESPN Plus or something. Mm-hmm. So if they can find a way to get those games in a window, and I think that this kind of ties in with all the conference expansion and stuff, I think if you can get them in the window, they're thinking if they can get them in, in that TV window, you're going to see a few more game slots. I think you could eventually one day see games starting as early as 9 o'clock, depending on all these conferences you got playing West Coast, East Coast. I think you could see football starting early, and I think people have uh, – the appetite is what has been a little bit more wet because – you know, the NFL playing those London games and all that kind of stuff, people waking straight up to watch football. I, I think you're going to see something like that happen a little later um, in college football. Fox last week had a quadruple header. Mm-hmm. 11, mm-hmm. 3, 6.30, 9.30. Something like that, 6, 9.30. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was an all-day games on Fox. Yep. 
Quinn, you're a Rams fan, right? I am. How you feeling about your uh, Rams against the Niners this week? Well, I'm glad Puka Nakua is playing for him. I mean, that, that, I love saying his name. He's, he's a heck of a receiver. He's a guy who's taken over for Cooper Cup. I think he was targeted like 11 to 12 times last week. Uh, everybody rushed out to get him on the waiver wire. But um, uh, 49ers, they're probably the best team in the league right now. I mean, Brock Purdy is, is very efficient, very good. The defense is just nasty. It's super nasty, and McCaffrey and, and all the stuff he's doing. So I'm going to say the 49ers are probably the best team in the league. Them and, and the Dolphins are probably right there because that offense is so explosive. So I think the Rams will have trouble with the 49ers this week. Quinn, thanks. We'll be listening to you Saturday. Uh, all right, fellas. Y'all take care. See you. Are you hey, you coming Monday when uh, Hunter Yurchek visits the Touchdown Club? Uh, I may come. If I can get a seat on that plane, I'm probably going to be there. All right. <laughs> we'll be there, too. Later, Quinn. Have a good weekend. Uh, all right, fellas. Take care. Coming up next, Dr. O'Malley will join us. Got any uh, sports injury questions? We've got a couple to hit on in the NFL and college football. Stick around. Dr. O'Malley's next. Great goose and a whole lot of hydro. Only describe us as soldier survivors. Stay laced in the best, well-dressed with finesse. Tune in to Morning Mayhem every Monday as Wally Hall tells it like it is. Presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, Little Rock's favorite go-to lunch spot. We are two days away from Arkansas hosting BYU. Coach Sam Pittman talked about facing BYU on the SEC teleconference yesterday. We're really excited to play BYU at night here in our stadium. Tradition-rich program. is a wonderful man, good coach, really good coach. They've won six in a row. So we certainly have our work cut out for us. They're a big physical football team, doing a lot more on defense than they did a year ago and playing really well. Kickoff is set for 6.30 on Saturday night. TV coverage is on ESPN2. Radio coverage will be on the buzz. And the Arkansas Travelers lost to the Northwest Arkansas Naturals 6-5 to last night. They'll try to bounce back tonight. First pitch is set for 7.05. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Greenway is your local source for John Deere equipment and implements. Now, we've made finding the perfect piece of equipment even easier. Shop our tractor packages online at gogreenway.com. Till deeper with our down-to-earth package. Or save big with our green saver package. Need something with a little more muscle? Kick it up a notch with Greenway's Get In Gear package. We're here to support the DIYer in you. No matter what project comes your way, Greenway has you covered. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumberyard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier or online at whitdavis.com. Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to mention all that messy cleanup you won't have to do now. So for your next gathering, let the butcher shop steakhouse do all the cooking on their huge charcoal grill. Need a new ride for the big game? Or a new tailgate to party on? Get in the game at Guadney Chevrolet in Jacksonville and score every time. Hundreds of vehicles to choose from, from test drive to touchdown. Guadney Chevrolet is in it to win your business. Guadney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White in Jacksonville, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Call us at 982-2102 or visit GuadneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. It's just an acre for my friends down at Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart, and something exciting is happening as the weather turns a little bit cooler. Fall Fest is upon us down at Max Prairie Wings. This is the time to head down or to go online. September 28th through October 1st, it's four days only. You can take advantage of tax-free savings on all the sale pricing, both in-store and online at maxpw.com. Guns, 
ammo, bows, waders, decoys, clothing, much, much more. And with a purchase of over $99, they're going to ship it to you for free. Max Prairie Wings Fall Fest is your one-stop shop for savings on all things outdoors. And as you also know, bow season is almost here. So deer hunters, head on down to Max Prairie Wings or go to maxpw.com and get everything you need. Bows, arrows, targets, accessories, everything to hit your mark. And again, with a purchase of $99 or more, they'll ship it right to your door. Max Prairie Wings, take advantage of great fall pricing as well as tax-free savings at your one-stop shop in Stuttgart. Welcome back in the zone. Got a question for us? Ask it live on fan feedback on our text line at 501-661-1037 or hit us up on Twitter at JustinAkery7, at Wes underscore more, and at Seaweaver1037. And we'll do our best to answer it for you. Good things happening at Guatney Chevrolet. If you're in the market for a truck, how about a Silverado at Guatney Chevrolet? Up to $9,000 off Silverados right now. Go to the website, GuatneyChevrolet.com. Take a look at all the inventory. You can pick out the vehicle you want, then go to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. They're still offering 120 days with no payments. You won't have to make that first payment until 2024. Also, got some good rates. 1.9% on some vehicles, 3.9% on others. Still good rates when you buy a new vehicle at Guatney Chevrolet. And used car payments. They've got some used cars starting at $199 a month. And Guatney right now will pay your sales tax on all used cars under $10,000. And that's a great deal. No one wants to go to the revenue department and write a sales tax check and pay the tax state another tax no guatney will do it for you head on out to the gregor street exit in jacksonville and see our friends at guatney chevrolet let's talk some sports injuries right now we got a couple to hit on dr o'malley joins us now doc how are you i'm good hey were you watching monday night when aaron Rodgers went down i was did you know do you have enough experience that you you had a pretty good feel of what just happened yeah, you look at it and you're like, yeah, you could pretty much tell that it was going to be something with his Achilles. The question was, like, was it low enough that it would keep him out for the rest of the season, which tears the tendon, or is it high enough where it's a muscle tear? Um, but you could kind of tell that it was probably going to be the tendon and that he was going to be out for the rest of the season. When you're watching that replay and you can see the leg pop, that's never a good thing, right? That's never a good thing, no particularly with the, the force that was on his leg and at his age, you're like, uh, I'm uh, 99% sure that that is what it is. And, I, and they knew, like, they talked about they got x-rays that night and they're going to get an MRI. They knew in the locker room what was torn just based off their physical exam. What happens to the, the, the that Achilles when it tears, pops? Is it, is it roll? Where does it go? No, it just, like, shreds. And it just is like a... A rope that is just frayed into pieces. Mm. Uh, it look, kind of looks like a bomb went off, and that that is what it looks like when you go to fix it. Uh, you think like some tendons tear, and they're nice, pretty. They tear um, right where they attach to. That one tears, and it just like is. It kind of looks like two ends of a horse's mane. It's all matted, and they're trying to sew like bad tendon back to bad tendon most of the time. How do you fix that? Yeah, so there's some newer ways out there. So classically what you would do is you make an incision and you sew it back together. The problem is if you feel right on your heel cord, right, your Achilles, there's not a lot of skin um, right there. And so the problem with that surgery is actually getting wound breakdown or skin breakdown, which can be a really big problem if that happens. So there's some newer techniques. And like I said, right, that, that tissue is just all kind of just blowing apart where you actually anchor, you put stitches in. It's a, it's a percutaneous, it's a really cool, like, jig that you have where you make these small little incisions and you kind of, you weave into the tendon with suture above and below where there's good tendon and then suture it that way so you're not making a big incision um, over it. And it works really, really well. It's called the PARS device. Um, it's essentially percutaneous uh, Achilles repair system, and it works great. Um, for that, and so you can minimize the skin problems that you can have by making a much smaller incision. Why does that all of a sudden just pop? Uh, 
just enough force where, I mean, just like, like think about it like any rope. If there's enough force on that roof, it's going to tear at some point. He was in just repetitive use. He maybe had a small little injury and it just gave way or it was just bad luck. So um, he, he, we don't know. He could have been having some small issues that we didn't know about, which predisposed him to it, or it could have just been one time there was enough force on that tendon that it just gave way. At his age, he's going to be about 40 trying to make a comeback. What are the odds that he can come back and be the exact same Aaron Rodgers that we know after this injury? Yeah, the same, I would put that at probably 30 or 40%. I think he can come back. The question is going to be how mobile is he? Um, and that that's really going to question us. He's going to be able to throw the ball just fine. Um, and it's just how mobile is he going to be in the pocket to be as effective as he's been over the last, what, 19 years or so that he's been playing. Um, so that I would put it less than 50% that he's as good as he was pre-injury. Is it a hard recovery? It is. I had the question, like, what's harder, an ACL or an Achilles? And I would say at that age and at that level of, of an athlete, I would put them very equal that they're both very hard to come back from, um, really just because um, as we get older, right, it's much harder to recover, and he's trying to get back to the top of the sport where he's one of the, if not the, one of the top quarterbacks in the league, and that's just extremely hard to be at that level without an injury, let alone recovering from an Achilles. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be a good six- to nine-month recovery, um, but I bet they don't have him doing much till summer camp at earliest next year. In general, Achilles is worse than ACL, right? Or are they nearly the same? It, 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 I mean, it, there's a lot of variables that go into that, and so you have you have to look at what what sport they're playing, uh, what position they're playing. Um, but right, a lot of times we see Achilles in basketball players, and that can be as people call an Achilles heel. Like that is a big problem in, a, in an explosive athlete um, to come back and be able to return to that high level sport. I would put them very comparable. Achilles may be slightly worse, but they're both very difficult to come back from in a 39, 40 year old playing in a professional sport at the top level. Talking with Dr. O'Malley. He joins us every other Thursday. Uh, Doc, I guess the biggest injury news for Arkansas and the Razorbacks is Rocket Sanders. And uh, we've been told it's a, a knee issue and they've had swelling and they're hoping it's only a, a couple of weeks. And you've been on the show long enough that the first thing that comes to my mind is like a, a meniscus tear. Is is that, am I on the right page of thinking for a knee injury to be a couple of weeks? But yeah, I mean, it could be a meniscus tear. It could be just a little cartilage injury or it could just be a bone bruise, right? We, we, we see that all the time, particularly if we're not talking about surgeries. If it is a small meniscus tear and it's symptomatic enough, a quick surgery, you could be back playing in three or four weeks without any problems. Um, but a bone contusion, which is a very high likelihood it could be that, um, mm-hmm. can just take time, right? And so that's where we don't know when he's going to be back. Really, it's whenever he feels like he can be back. And, and so that there's also a high likelihood that could be the issue that he's dealing with, and that just takes time and rest. Um, and then you just kind of see how the athlete's done and progresses with therapy to get them back on the field. The other injury we heard about last week was Dwight McGovern's turf toe. Yeah. What is Nudie. the recovery process for turf toe? Yeah, turf toe, and so there's a grading system for turf toe, just like everything in orthopedics, we can, we, based off severity. Um, and so the recovery is really based off how bad it's torn, um, and then also what position they play. And so turf toe, right, is you tear what we call the planar plate, so it's on the bottom of the foot. Um, you, you tear essentially the, the ligaments that help hold that big toe together. Um, and so you see it more often. We originally saw it on AstroTurf, which is why it was called turf toe, but you can see it on natural grass too. And it's just really a hyper, um, a dorsiflexion, right? So bringing your big toe up, it just tears the bottom, um, part, tearing off that, what we call the planar plate. And so that could be as easy as just taping it and getting them a harder sole, uh, sole shoe. So the other thing we can do is put like carbon fiber shanks in their, in their shoes to be able to stiffen them up so that they can't bend that toe so much. And then again, it's just a recovery process of allowing it to heal and then progressing them back to, uh, back to sport based off how their symptoms allow. Yeah, I was told he was pretty hobbled at practice last week, tried to play, played one play, they took him out, and, but he's back at practice. Uh, all indications are he's practicing with the team and going through the workout, so uh, maybe it just was a minor 
care. I mean, that's what it sounds like. He's not going to be, but we'll kind of have to see how he does based off when he plays next. Doc, thanks. Good to catch up with you. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Dr. O'Malley, you can uh, find out more about UAMS Health. Go to UAMSHealth.com slash orthopedics. All right, when we come back, Mayor of Little Rock will join us. Frank Scott will take some more calls. Richard Davenport at 1230. Chris Alley with the Average Guy Movie Review. Thanks to Rock and Roll Sushi. Stick around. You're in the zone. Yeah. The Ford President's Award is given to dealerships that offer outstanding customer service. Mark McClarty Ford has won it three years in a row. Every day, the team works overtime, so your customer experience is legendary. Right now, get the brand new Ford Edge for just $29,997 and take a whopping $8,000 off brand new Ford F-150s. Better prices, even better customer service. Visit Mark McClarty Ford today off Highway 67 and at markmclartyford.com. There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. 21 Days of Beauty. 21 Days with daily beauty steals of up to 50% off. 21 Days of Slay. 21 Days of Yay. 21 Days of Are You Kidding Me Right Now? Beauty's biggest event is on now till September 16th at Ulta Beauty. Discover irresistible deals on must-have brands like It Cosmetics and Fenty Beauty by Rihanna. Plus, new launches from Pat McGrath Labs. Shop in-store, online, or pick up today. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Conditions apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hey, Razorback fans, it's Quinn Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell & Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O and Peter Millar. A store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Demon shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor-owned staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new location, Bell & Sword, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, or on Facebook and Instagram. In this hustle and bustle world of get in, get what you need, and get out, the family market stores are there for you. We all know how much of a hassle some of these big box stores can be. And the dollar stores, of course, can't provide any fresh items, and they don't carry a great selection. The family market does. We can always park up close, run in, grab what you need, whether it's just for the one item or a hundred. And you never have to check yourself out because their friendly team members will take care of all that for you. And while you're there, don't forget about all those fall items you're going to need, like deer corn and firewood. Family market, the way grow. Grocery shopping is supposed to be. Welcome back to the Oak Lawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Listen to your favorite show on the Buzz app or online at 1037thebuzz.com. Back in the zone, glad you're with us. Westmore Christian Weaver, Acre Free Zone today and tomorrow. Acre's uh, coming back from Pearl Jam, then heading out with UCA to North Dakota. So, it'll be uh, Christian and I hanging out and making sure everything's going on schedule. And look at us. Look at us. We're on schedule with the mayor. We don't have to keep him waiting. Mayor Frank Scott, Little Rock, joins us now. Mayor, welcome into the show. How are you? Good morning, Wes and Christian. It's definitely always a pleasure to be with you guys. Saw you tweeting out over the weekend. Pretty happy with those uh, Parkview Patriots. Yeah, you know, I'm a, a Parkview alumnus and excited that uh, we squeaked out a, rent, a win against Bryant. You know, Bryant has had a 54-winning game-winning streak for quite some time. I'm glad to see uh, the red, white, and blue uh, show what a Patriot means. This week they have uh, North Little Rock. You and uh, Mayor Hartwick, y'all have a little lunch bet on uh, the game this Friday night? 
No, but I, you know, I'm I'm pretty proud of these uh, Patriots. I think we're going to do another good job and come out on it. I don't need to bet on the Patriots when you know what's going to happen. <laughs> I know, but there's <laughs> nothing wrong with the free lunch, right? <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. Well, hey, it is lunchtime, and a lot of people getting ready for lunch, but th- there's some out there in our city that uh, they don't have that, we call it a luxury, of getting to eat out all the time or just to find food. I know that's something big, you're big on and trying to, to to help those that are going without food. Yes, um, food, addressing food insecurity here in the city of Little Rock has been a huge priority of our administration and the city of Little Rock Board of Directors. I uh, want to give a shout-out to Vice Mayor Kathy Webb um, alongside our Food Desert Task Force that I appointed. Um, they work to create a number of different recommendations that are going to come before the city board here in the next couple of months on how the city can address food insecurity in a very real and significant way. Uh, most recently, Vice Mayor Webb and the Arkansas Hunger Relief Alliance uh, held a um, food Desert Summit to continue to get more community feedback on what to do as we are already researching things on how we're going to do that. Uh, and so really excited about these recommendations that we'll be implementing pretty soon. And as you said, there are many um, food deserts within the city of Little Rock, and there's individuals, our brothers and sisters, who aren't able to get a meal. And so we want to solve that issue as best as possible. How big of an issue is it in Little Rock? Oh, it's pretty big. Uh, when you think about um, our brothers and sisters that are unhoused uh, here in the city of Little Rock, uh, we do a, content, uh, a census each and every year. We think we have about 800. Uh, and then you have uh, individuals who actually do have housing. Uh, but as, we, as you know, there are many of us that are living paycheck to paycheck, and sometimes a meal uh, is sacrificed. Mayor of Little Rock joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, uh, Frank Scott. Mayor, uh, tomorrow is the last day for residents that were affected by the tornado to apply for grants. Uh, what do they need to do? What What is the best way to get this done before the deadline? Sure. I, w- I want to continue to give a shout-out to all of the organizations that uh, donated funds, whether you were a person or a corporation or an organization, um, during the wake of the March 31st EF3 tornado. Um, we were able to raise somewhere close to $600,000. Uh, we created a partnership with United Way uh, to do direct assisting grants uh, for each individual that uh, chooses to apply and it's on a case-by-case basis on that amount. Um, but you know 600000 can go uh, pretty quickly, and so we want to make certain everyone has the opportunity to uh, make an application to receive these funds. And so the deadline is September the 15th. Uh, that's the last day for residents affected. Uh, to submit uh, these grants to the City of Little Rock's CARES. And United Way, again, is administrating this for us. And please just ask everyone to visit heartaruw.org. Again, heartaruw.org uh, to get your application in. I was amazed driving around after the uh, that microburst that we had last week. And where it hit, it was, it was, it was just like the people living there have got to be thinking, what, what is going on? Yeah, climate change is real. Uh, we clearly know what happened on March 31st, but the microburst really went down the site of much of, uh, close to a significant amount of pathway of the March 31st tornado, what happened re- recently with the microburst. I was out there early this week, uh, continuing to look at damage, and uh, we're just grateful. Um, by the grace of God, no one lost life, uh, either in the March 31st tornado or the microburst. Uh, but we're working to continue to focus on recovery and rebuilding efforts for our residents. Mayor, thank you for your time. It was good to catch up with you. Best of luck to your Patriots this weekend. All right, and go home. Mayor Frank Scott joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Over on the Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, this one, uh, this is from Sherman in North Little Rock. He said, the safety that hit KJ Hit him again later yeah, he got on. Hurt again. on his sack. Yeah, I remember and that. It was almost the same play that we saw in week one. Just he bounced off of him. Yep. Why? You know, he just had a clear path, lines up KJ, nails him, and falls to the ground. KJ, and it looked like KJ was going to escape, but I think he tripped yeah, he over ended a up, he fallen. Ended up going yeah, down. he went down, but he was tripped over a guy that was behind him on the ground. But that safety didn't get up. No. <laughs> Yeah, he got hurt twice, twice trying to tackle KJ. Trying to tackle um, KJ. Our question of the day? Oh, yeah, let's do that. 
Um, what is the best game in the NFL this week? So I put the Vikings Eagles, which is tonight, Ravens Bengals, Chiefs Jaguars, or other comment. Hmm. I thought that those three were kind of the best matchups. Yeah, no doubt the uh, Chiefs game uh, jumped out at me. Unfortunately, one maybe the best game of the week or in the contention for best game of the week is not the best game of the week anymore because yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, Jets and the healthy, Cowboys. Been, yeah. That would have been that would have been up there. Uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, against Cincinnati Bengals, you said. I like that game. No, uh, no, 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 no. Kansas City, Jacksonville. That is Kansas City at Jacksonville. Kansas City needs to go on the road and beat Jacksonville to avoid going to 0-2. I think that's a heck of a game. Raiders at Bills could be sneaky good because same thing with the Bills. They don't want to go 0-2. Seahawks, Lions, I like that game. I loved what I saw out of the Lions the first uh, game of the year, Thursday night football. Uh, Seattle, play another playoff team that lost in week one. They're now on the road looking at 0-2. Rams, 49ers, okay. Commanders, Broncos, no. Dolphins, Patriots. Dolphins Patriots could be on our list, or at least you could comment on that. I think that's a good game. I mean, you think about the Dolphins offense, how explosive Patriots it defense. is, and yeah. the Patriots defense, and then vice versa. The, the you know the the Dolphins defense has been able to you know they gave up some points. And granted, it was the Los Angeles Chargers, another good offense. I think I think that's sneaky good. It's a division yeah. game. You know, division games usually are, are pretty tight. On paper, I like uh, the three. I think I put on there maybe a little bit more than that one. But that's that's probably the yeah. best. That's a, it's a bad Monday night. I'll tell you this. I mean, I like the Saints. I like watching the Saints taking on Carolina on the road and Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Although you know, Cleveland surprised some people and just took it to Cincinnati. Also surprised some people by losing to San Fran bad, like they did. Week, yeah, yeah. I, I watched a lot of that game. I'm, I'm with Quinn. I uh, even as a Cowboys fan, I I think the 49ers, either they they're right there. They they may be the best team in the NFC. I hate to say that, but they're really good, and their schedule sets up a whole lot easier than the Cowboys or Eagles schedule. But I think that that's the cream of the crop right, right. now yeah. in the NFC. Um, I do like what the Saints did, and they made some moves. I think David Carr is going to help that team. And when Kamara comes back, they're going to be even better. Derek Carr. Thank you. David Carr. Showing my age. No, he won't. Maybe he can give Derek some advice. Uh, And the Lions, are they for real? Loved what I saw Thursday night. I'll I'll watch the Lions. I enjoy watching the Lions. They're a fun team to watch. Yeah, they got Seattle, and Seattle kind of had a letdown week one. No doubt. No doubt. Bad loss. All right, coming up in the third hour, we got birthdays. We've got entertainment. We got got Chris Alley with the Movie Guy review and Richard Davenport. Full hour coming up. Stick around. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumberyard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis.